San Francisco, let's start with the uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Johnny Mack. Yeah, Johnny Mack, a great running back. He has been super this year, but he was also here last year. You see him breaking away for a touchdown against Bakersfield, so he brings that experience to the table, and that's important in a championship situation. He wore 20 last year. He's wearing number four this year. The results have been the same. He's had a tremendous year in leading this team offensively. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a great one for y'all today. This was a wonderful interview, man. This guy's going to be an amazing coach. I'm talking about he's going to be affecting guys' lives all over the country. Yes, sir, that's Coach Johnny Mack. He's right now with the University of Hawaii, and they got a special guy on their staff. I hope they know it. Polk County stand up. Texas Tech stand up, Lakeland, Florida stand up, 863, Johnny Mack, man, this was a great interview, this guy's going places, and I'm telling y'all, make sure y'all listen, because you're going to be inspired, I feel like I was talking to Ray Lewis, man, matter of fact, when y'all get on Twitter, go tag Ray Lewis, say, hey, go check one of your Polk kind of brothers out, man, hey, one time for Coach John and Matt for coming on, joining us. Interview up next, baby. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this is your co-host, Colin Moore. You know, we live in life and loving that football, baby. Yes, sir. Today we got a special guest on, man. I'm so proud to have him on. He goes by the name of Coach John and Matt. He's coaching right now at the University of Hawaii. Let me tell y'all something. This is a special interview just because this guy was a player and he did it to the highest of the high. I'm saying he was a top-notch baller out there on the field. Coming out of the great state of Florida, he played down there at Lakeland High School running that ball. Then he went on to play junior college, what we all call JUCO, which me and y'all know me and my co-host Simo played too. He played Juco ball over there in California. And the team actually ended up being number one in the nation back in 2001. He coached at schools such as Southern Methodist University. And he coached at East Central University. So, you know, he has stints everywhere. So this is a true professional. He know everything about the game. And he done been in the game, raised up in it. Hey, and this somebody, if I was a player coming out today, I'm trying to be on his squad, but it takes. Also, he played in the Arena Football League and in the Canadian Football League. So when I say a true professional, I mean a true professional indeed in the game of football. See Mo, bring him on, baby. Coach Mack, what up, baby? Hey, man, how, we, how you doing, man? How y'all doing, C Mo? How good. you doing, Mike? Good, good, man. You know, we glad to have you on. Man, I'm, I'm 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 happy to be here, man. I'm, I'm so humbled, man, to be here, man. And uh, you know, it's it's a very exciting moment for me. Hey, same here for us. Same here for us. I'm gonna jump right out the gate. I'm gonna jump right out the gate because I know I know all the Lakeland checking you out already. You oh yeah, ripped, oh yeah. You ripped the scene at Lakeland High School. Everybody in the state of Florida know about Lakeland, and I almost want to say. They really know about that number four who just scan, not scan. Touchdown, Johnny Mack. Touchdown, Johnny Mack. <laughs> and then just to tear it up at the high school level, at an all-star level. 
Then you went to junior college, ripped the scene. Went to Texas Tech and had a good career as well. How how do you feel doing all that as a player and then having the opportunity now to drop all that knowledge on all your student athletes? Well, man, you know, uh, you know, I've always been a humble guy, you know, and, you know, it never really dawned on me for a while, you know, um, all the accomplishments that, you know, I was able to, to accomplish because, uh, the odds was against me, you know, as a kid, you know, and, you know, my mom passed away when I was, I was 10 years old and, you know, and, uh, you know, as I sit and I think about a lot of things, you know, my life could have went totally the other way, you know, but instead, <clears throat> you know, I used that motivation and, uh, it started from Lily, man, uh, started from my pop Warner coaches, you know, coach George Williams with the Lakeland Patriots and a few other guys, uh, they know who they are that, that really just, uh, came into my life, changed my life, man. And, uh, you know, as, as, as a mentor and man, and I, and I took that to high school, man. And, and I, I played, I pretty, I pretty much, you know, played with a chip on my, my shoulder, uh, throughout my life, man. And so, you know, so when I, when I got to the biggest stage at Lakeland, you know, it was Lakeland, being at Lakeland was like being in college. It was like being at a, it was like being at the Alabama of, uh, of college football, you know, a lot of high standards, a lot of great backs before me, you know, and, and, and I wanted to be the best, you know, I always had that, that mentality and everything that I did, you know, I wanted to be the best. So, uh, you know, it was great, uh, you know, making, doing all the accomplishments and having all the accomplishments there at Lakeland, man. And, uh, you know, being one of the biggest, uh, you know, stars coming out in the, in the early nineties, uh, throughout the state of Florida and in the country, uh, you know, one thing I dwell on the most and what I try to do to help these kids is all that that I did, it, it, I still didn't take care of my stuff academically, which sent me to junior college, you know. So I try to talk to the guys about that. Of It don't matter what you do on the field, you know, but if you don't take care of your, your business off the field, <clears throat> you know, nothing can happen. You know, so I utilize that and I end up having to go to the junior college route uh, had every, you know, a lot of schools in the country wanted me, but they couldn't touch me, you know, because I didn't take care of my, uh, my grades. So the best thing ever happened to me is going to junior college, though. You know, I ended up going to Alabama, University of Alabama, they ended up sending me out to, uh, you know, San Francisco City College, who was currently just won a national championship before I got there in 99. Uh, then I got there in 2000. Uh, you know, man, it was it was so real, man. And a lot of people don't know, uh, you know, that first couple of weeks there, I wanted to come home. I was homesick. I was a typical Florida boy at that time. Uh, never been away from home. And uh, I wanted to go home. I didn't have anything. I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything, man. And uh, <clears throat> At that time, I had a daughter, you know, just found out that, uh, you know, I had a, a daughter on the way and you know, my 18-year-old, and I was scared, man. You know, so I just wanted to pick up my bags and come home. And, you know, I thank God for my uh, my, my mother's, my daughter's mom, grandmother, you know, who was a, because uh, uh, I didn't have any grandmothers at that time. And, you know, uh, she inspired me. She got on the phone, and she was like, what's wrong, baby? And I was like, I want to come home. You know, uh, things wasn't going right here for me. 
uh, you know, I was I was down and out because I had to go to junior college route and you know, and uh she was like, We're not gonna let you come home. I, I don't care. Do you you know you need anything? I, I was financially strapped, you know. Uh she said, just try to make it through the summer. And uh man, she wired me some money, man. I had a little money in my pocket, able to kind of just feel more comfortable. And man, I ended up staying the summer. I ended up just grinding it out, man, and everything worked out for me. Uh, to where we was able to uh, uh, win back-to-back national championships. Uh, I was California Player of the Year, All-American. <clears throat> Everything worked out for me, man, because I, I defeated the odds, you know, and I, I got another opportunity. That's how I looked at it, uh, to be the Division One player that I thought I was coming out. Uh, and then I ended up getting an opportunity to Texas Tech, uh, playing on the uh, uh, magnificent coach, Mike Leach, who's one of the, 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 the masterminds of offense right now. And, you know, being with a great staff there at that time with some great players, uh, getting the opportunity, man, we was one of the, we, we started the Texas Tech, um, you know, winning tradition at that time. Uh, you know, we won three, three major bowl games. Uh, I had a pretty good career there, man. I was more of an all-purpose guy special teams and, you know, learning how to catch the rock, you know, coming from Lakeland, we ran the option. <laughs> so, you know, having to, uh, you know, uh, be versatile there, you know, uh, it was awesome to open up a lot of doors for me. So things are not working out, you know, um, and, you know, like you said, playing a little professional, going to CFL out there in Calgary, you know, then playing various uh, arena leagues after that, man. So, you know, when I dwell about my life, and that was just to sum a lot of things up. Uh, it's a longer story, but, you know, I don't want to hope you guys all day. Uh, but when I think about my life, man, uh, and just to see, you know, where I'm at now, you know, I, I just I, I can't do anything but, but thank, give God the glory and thank him. And I just use everything that, uh, you know, God have did for me to utilize with uh, with the players and as on Twitter, you know, I do a lot of posts. I stay active. And one of the first things that, that came to my mind was, you know, you ask yourself why. And, uh, and I, I believe God created coaches to experience things throughout their life for the lives of others. And I would say not even me as a coach, but me as a player. Everything that I went through, everything I went through in life, I think God had that plan so that I can, uh, <clears throat> for the lives of others, so that when days come when, you know, kids face adversity, you know, I can help because I've been through those things and I can help them see the light down the tunnel. You know, so uh, that's why I believe I was chosen to do what I'm doing for the lives of others, for the lives of young athletes, for the lives of people. It's a lot of people in Florida right now, a lot of young kids living through me. And I'm trying to, I mean, I'm just here, man, to, to serve and to help up, open up doors for the next generation. So that's how I look at things right now. And for my, and I also, I can't leave my girls out. You know, my young three uh, beautiful girls, I'm doing it for them. Uh, I'm trying to inspire them to let them know that, you know, no matter what, they can do anything that they put their mind to as long as they keep God first and stay the course. You right about that, coach? Yes, sir. 
Yes, you sir. got me wanting to run through a wall right now. Like, no <laughs> lie, you got me wanting to run through a wall right now, man. You got me feeling like I got to put the whole the whole nation on my back and do something. You got to, man. It's, That's what it's about. Coach, what I love about your situation is, and not saying a situation like it's something bad, but everybody got a situation, but what I love about it is you balled out in high school, you balled out in college, now God giving you the opportunity, like you said, to pour into these young men. So I don't even know if the boys at Hawaii know they got a true baller standing in front of them, like a person who ripped it up. It, you know, sometimes you can have a coach and you like, man, he ain't, man, he ain't know nothing, he ain't do nothing. But man, you did it. And then, like you said, yeah. have that adversity part. So it ain't like you woke up with a silver spoon in your mouth and ripped the scene. You had the chip on your shoulder giving it to him. So it's yeah. so much wisdom and knowledge that God has allowed you to gather that you're going to be a shining star at every destination you go to. It won't be no spot that they won't realize Coach Johnny Mack, he's honest. He's a leader. He know what he's talking about. I just, for some reason, I just want to empty out my heart to Coach because he know he done been there. Like, Coach, it's just, the I don't even realize, I don't need, I still, back to it again, I don't think the wide receivers understand who they have in the mix of them. Like, they have somebody that can give them, as the kids would say, give them the game. Give them the whole game. Let them know that, yeah, you should get that education. Yeah, you should go your hardest at practice. Yeah, you actually should be in your Bible right now. Uh -huh. You don't have to. Try to holler at every girl you see. Just handle business. Do what you got to do on and off the field. Therefore, you can be established and go where you want to go the way God wants you to go. And it's it's, hey, it's, it's so it's crazy that, like, when I think about how you ripped the scene up in Florida, how you did at Junior College, how you did at Texas Tech, how you doing as a coach right now, how, what led you to the point of, even one, you want to be a coach? Uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, well, let me let me take you back. You know, you said something about uh, first off the the receivers. Mm -hmm. You know, do they know uh, those kids? Man, I tell you what, <laughs> they do their research. You know, they they don't take time to get on Google. They want to know who coaching me. They want you know most all the spots that I've been to. Uh, these kids, they go Google. They go find out. You know, a lot of coaches will be like, hey, coach, I didn't know you was a dude like that. I YouTubed you or I, I Googled you. And they they want to know these days uh, who are coaching them. And once the kids find out that I was able to do the same, I'm not just telling them what to do. I lived that life. I ran those those 110-yard sprints, 30 of them, just like you. You know, but one thing, uh, when I got into coaching, I asked God to not only allow me to be a good coach, but also allow me to be a mentor. Because that was one thing I really didn't have while I was in college. I had no direction, you know, as a, as a, a younger guy that can relate to me. And uh, so what I do, man, everywhere I go, uh, I set appointments up at least once a week. And I'll bring each individual of one of my players and I'll bring them in, and we'll spend like 20 minutes. Because one thing I've learned about the game is sometimes 
as coaches, we don't, we don't, we, we're so caught up. We have so much to do, right? Game planning, practice, so much that sometimes we forget to ask the kids just a simple, how are you? How are things going? You know what I mean? Your family okay? Are you, are you having any relationship problems? You know, so I've learned over the years to take time out, and I'll take 20 minutes of, of the day in the week. I'll schedule an appointment with each one of the receivers, uh, and we'll just they'll come in the office, and I'll shut the door, and we won't even talk football. We'll talk about life. And I was just like, man, how you doing? You know, how, how, was, how was your day today, man? You had a good weekend? And, uh, and man, we'll just talk, and I'll tell them a little about me. And they'll talk about them, man. Hey, coach, man, my weekend was – it was great, coach. Or oh, it, it wasn't too good. You know, whatever they want to talk about, it's an open-door policy. And since I've been doing that, man, my relationship with these kids has – it's blown away right now. And, uh, and they, you know, a lot of them thank me. Like, coach, man, I needed that. I appreciate you. You know, and I also set up a group text to where uh, I'll send them out motivational – Text in the morning, early in the morning, five in the morning. Hey, man, attitude. Two things like you control your attitude and effort. Hey, beat the odds today. Simple things like that to help these kids get through the day because it's tough. You know, so uh, not to jump on topic with that, but that's that's something that I do do with my guys. And uh, and the question you said was what now with uh, what what led you to get into coaching? Now that what you just said was valuable information because I I ain't had no coach do me like that. If I'd had a right. coach doing me like that, I probably had a different outcome as well. Cause you, you don't like you said you don't get that interaction with coaches like that. It's business, and you might yep. get a what's up, how you doing at practice, but after it ain't no really talking like that. It's it's business. It so you, yes, sir. You right by that. You giving you giving them players some. They may not even get from their own father. So they don't. They don't. Half of, half of over 50, 60 percent, or maybe even more players on the team are single parents, single parent home. We are the closest thing to them as father figures or mentors. I've learned that. I do my research. It's so many single parent homes now to where we have to realize as coaches that these kids look upon us. Right now, I have. A few guys right now, man, that coaches, they have my running, my former running back coach, you know, and different guys, man, that I reach out to, to this day, even high school coaches that I reach out to to this day, and they are a major impact on my life that helped me get through a lot of bad times that I've experienced to this day, man, and, and it's awesome, and, and I, I appreciate them for what they do for me, so I want to do the same thing for others. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, so what made me get into coaching uh, was, um, you know, um, the give back, give back to the game. And I, I got away from, from, from football for a while after I stopped playing because I was a little bitter. You know, I feel like I should be in the NFL. And, you know, I, th I feel like I never really got a chance to reach my full potential. You know, a lot of that was with, because of me and a lot of that because of different situations. So I kind of felt like I had a lot of unfinished business, you know. So I was a little bitter from it. Got away from football for a while. This is what this is now. This is what gave me the advantage uh, in in the world that I feel. 
because I got away from football for a while. For about four years, I was living in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, honestly. I had no clue. And so I was like, well, what's, what's the thing to do out here in Dallas, you know, when it comes down to working? You know, so I was always a pretty educated young man, you know, graduated my bachelor's degree. I was always smarter than what I thought I was. So when I hear Juco sometimes, I'm like, man, I was better than that. I just didn't apply myself, you know, uh, but I'm grateful for it. Uh, but um, I worked, I worked, you know, and I had to wear a suit and tie deal every day. And I was in front of a computer and uh, I was very competitive. I actually worked for J.P. Morgan Chase. I worked for Bank of America. I was in the corporate world in the mortgage industry, uh, which was it was a great opportunity for me. made a lot of money, you know, and um uh, but I did it for about four or five years. So I was going to work, going to work, and one day it just hit me. You know, uh, I was, I stayed in a nice little town home. I had a next door neighbor. And the next door neighbor, we, we was really close. And uh, he, had, he had two sons. And uh, so we talked. So, you know, we want to know a little bit about my life. So I told him what, you know, yeah, I was a former football player, et cetera, et cetera. So this kid was like eighth and ninth grade. You know, so he was like, oh, man, that's awesome. You know, they do their research. He's like, hey, man, I would love for you to, to train my son. You know, if you, if you get a little spare time. You know, I was like, ah. I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll do it. So I started getting the son, and, you know, every Saturday morning, we'll get out and we'll train. And I started seeing the progression that this guy was, this kid was making every week. And I started seeing the relationship we started building. I started seeing how close we was. I started seeing how much, how happy I was doing what I was doing. And I was like, man, I love this. This feels good. It feels right. You know, so I started going back to work. It was getting harder and harder, man, to get to work. Like, oh, man, I don't want to be here. And then one day, it just, it crashed on me. I went to my desk. I opened up the computer screen. I looked at it. Something just came over me. Boom. Like, you don't belong here. You know, and uh, so the next day I came, said again, boom, you don't belong here. So it was getting harder and harder for me to wake up. I started coming to work late. I started dragging, you know, and uh, I just decided, man, one day just sitting at my desk like, I'm done. I'm done. I know what I want to do. So I immediately started making phone calls because I had no clue. How do you get into coaching? I was a late, I'm a late bloomer too now. I've only been in coaching. I'm 38. I've only been into coaching since uh, 11, 12. So I'm, I'm really a late bloomer in the game, you know. So, you know, I'm reaching around all my former coaches. Hey, man, how do I, how do I get into coaching, coach? I, want, I think I want to coach. So I, you know, reach it. And I say, I, I want to coach, but I don't want to leave. Da I love Dallas. You know, I, I don't want to leave. I want to stay in my backyard. So if you know anybody, you know, just asking all the coaches I knew, if you know anybody, hey, let me know. So I ended up reaching out to my my strength and conditioning coach, Benny Wiley, uh, who's who's the head strength and conditioning coach for the University of Oklahoma right now. He was like, hey, I know a guy at SMU, on this, uh, and, and I think I can help you get in, but you're going to have to volunteer. I mean, work for free. No money, no anything. I was like, man, that's tough. I was like, that's the way you'll be able to get in. You know, you got to sacrifice. 
So I was like, man, okay, put in the word for me. So he put in the word for me. Uh, I went and I interviewed uh, with Coach Mel Delore. Uh, he was actually the former strength coach here at University of Hawaii. Uh, <clears throat> so he ended up hiring me. He's like, hey, man, come on. We'd love for you to come start. You know, so I, I went back to work at the mortgage. I told him what I was doing. I said, I'm working at mortgage right now, but I don't plan on being there long. So, man, I just, you know, I got there and I literally up and just walked out. I didn't give a two-week notice or give anything. I just walked out and never showed back up again. And I started, I started right before summer workouts at SMU. And when I walked in the door, I ended up in an intern strength and conditioning. And I can promise you, when I was walking down the stairs, getting to the, the, the locker room, I could just smell the athletes. I could smell the football cleats. I could smell the grass. Everything that I remembered, it just came over me. It was like heaven. And, man, my heart was – it just opened wide. And when I opened and I entered those doors, I was the happiest person in my life. Wasn't making no money. But I, I put back some money to save, you know, to help me get over by a little time. Uh, but I was so happy. And when I, when I first shook one of the athletes' hand, I knew then I was chosen to do this. And so I bust my tail for, for a full month, you know, and he was, you know, coach approached me. I, I was there before it was there. And I was there when the last one there each and every day. And, uh, you know, and I end up, you know, uh, actually start getting paid within a month. I, I was planning on not making any money for the whole year. I, I was willing to make that sacrifice because I knew this is what I wanted to do. And uh, I ended up getting paid within a month, man. It wasn't much, but it was it was money that I was not expecting. You know, but I knew this is what I love, and I was willing to do what I love and then make a ton of money and not be happy. And uh, it started from there, man. And that's when my career, I never turned back. Coach, I never Coach, turned back. <clears throat> Coach, that's a great story there too, man, but – before you go, I got one more question for you. Okay. How did, how did you end up picking to play at Texas Tech? <clears throat> Man, the way that happened, uh, we almost kind of ran the same offense. It wasn't air raid at, uh, at, at, in Juco, but it was a very successful offense for me, more like a West Coast offense. I had never really seen a one-back set, more like the Barry Sanders, you know, you run those zones, inside zones and stuff. I fell in love with that because we didn't do that in high school. And uh, I fell in love with the inside zone. And I ended up being very successful with it. I became, like I said, I became an All-American, uh, running the screens, catching balls. It was awesome. So I was like, man. So Texas Tech came around. And, uh, you know, coach, the late Coach Brown, uh, rest in peace, uh, came and, and paid me a visit, and uh, he really liked what he seen. I guess he went and told Mike Leach about me, and I was one of the the top recruits, you know, in the country, top 50 recruits in the country. You know, I was a little undersized, but I was one of the top recruits in the country. So uh, it was like, hey, man, we want to we wanna offer you a scholarship here to come play in the Big 12. You know, so I'm like, wow, the Big 12, they play UT. You know, they play the Oklahoma. I'm like, man, if I can – 
I'm a small back. You never really see a lot of small backs get, go make an impact in a big-time conference like that. Because, you know, at that time, the SEC and the Big 12 was like, they was battling for who the best conference. So I was like, if I can be successful in the Big 12 against those type of big-time players, I, I'm, a, I'm the real deal. You know, but I want to keep playing in somewhat that type of offense. And, you know, Leach was an offensive mastermind. And uh, now we didn't run the ball as much as I thought we would. I thought we was going to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, but we didn't. But it utilized my talent in, in other ways. I was always involved in each place. So I did it because I wanted to make that same transition from uh, uh, somewhat the offense I was playing in because I was successful in it, I wanted to kind of do the same thing at Tech. So that's why I chose Texas Tech over the, uh, over the other schools. Man. And, and I want to be – and I want to play in the Big 12. Man, hey, this has been an amazing interview. He inspired me. He inspired my co-hosts. And I'm sure he's going to inspire others. For all the young recruits out there right now, man, take this as a lesson. From him, you know, going to junior college to playing D1 to, you know, working at a, you know, career job, white-collar job, to going to coaching and, you know, following his heart and, you know, doing what he had feelings to do. So, y'all, you know, one time, let's get up for Coach Johnny Mack, man, because some of y'all going to be playing on his team, and if there's any coaches out there listening – Y'all hook up with this guy. Y'all may end up be coaching with him. Some of y'all may coach right now with him. You know, it was a great look inside to his life and his journey. So, like I always say, you know, I mean, I, I tell everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you, Coach Matt, for coming on. And Man, uh, thank you, guys. You know, before I go, I'm gonna leave everybody without what I always end the podcast with, and that is keep your head up and not down, or else you're gonna fall to the ground. We gone, baby.